How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Mel King, At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Yeah, I don't think Matt Hardy was ever very close to being king. I don't think the Nets. That's were where ever... he was going. He was going baseball pitcher. That's what you thought. I he didn't tell me exactly who. That's where I, I mean, Degrom could have been. Oh. Right, if he had won, the problem with Jake, like I'm saying, won a championship. Yeah, same yeah. situation as is as, as, uh, Garrett Cole won a championship and was the same feeling that you had when you watched him because mm-hmm. he was he was must watch pitching. I totally agree. And I'm trying to think. I mean, he's even, eighteen is and he, nineteen. Is even Cole that? No, he's not as great as Garrett Cole is. Right. But here's the problem with Jacob Degrom, and I love Jacob Degrom. Yeah. He's kind of like George Washington. George Washington refused to be king. We offered it to him. George Washington, if he wanted, could have changed everything. He could have never relinquished power until he was dead. And George Washington said, no, that's not what we're going to do. We just fought that. I'm not doing it again. Jacob deGrom never wanted to be king. He just wanted to pitch. He wanted to dominate. And he wanted to go home. Yes. And I love Jake, but that connection that Jalen Brunson kind of had last night at the Garden where he's cheering up in front of 18,000 people, I love Jake. We never had that. Yeah. So it's not even once every five days, which is a fair argument, but it's not even that. It's that he didn't want it. And I love the guy. And by the way, it's okay. Not everybody wants it. Not everybody wants to be the king. Jake never wanted to be the king. So we, so we have heard from the king of New York. Jalen Brunson, a few minutes ago on the social media site that used to be a bird is now a letter that we're not allowed to talk about, says, appreciate the love and support, New York. Blue heart, orange heart. There you go. See, he's a man of the people. He's the king. He's heard from the people of the kingdom, and he sows his love back. So he's accepting the kingdom is what you're saying. Bingo. You know what that he means? heard our show, too, yeah. and said, you know what? I am the king, and I, th- I love it. I think the decision's been made in the mayor's office. I mentioned this earlier. There's these rumors going around at Gracie Mansion. They've got this list of kings of New York City sports, and Judge has been the guy, and today was going to be the day, Groundhog Day 2024, that Brunson was going to jump over mm-hmm. him. Spring that, is coming, by the way. Spring is coming. That tweet shows me he just got notified. Mm. <laughs> he just got notified. So okay, congratulations to Jalen Brunson. Does Jalen Brunson tweet often, Lugie? You got to find this out. Does he tweet often? <laughs> well, and it if depends he doesn't, on... if he doesn't, then I will buy what Evan is, 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 is saying. If he, if he tweets often, then he's just responding because he got all this love from his 40-point night, shorthanded Knicks team that played seven guys against a, a scrappy, really good, actually, Indiana Pacers squad, even though... Uh, uh, what's his name was on twenty minute. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Halliburton was on twenty minute um, uh, minute restrictions, restrictions so yes. he couldn't play. You know the whole game, but still they won a big game. They've won nine in a row. 
He's been anointed because everybody in New York is happy and thrilled and excited mm-hmm. and jazzed that the Knicks are finally back, even though they've kind of been back for two years. Right? This feels like Jalen Brunson is ascending to the kingdom. Yes. The kingship, yes. I should say, of New York sports taking the crown from Aaron Judge. That's right. But. Bob, what do you if, bought? You just said if, it perfectly. If. What? He tweets all the time. I'm not buying it. Oh, so God. tell me, how often does Jalen Brunson Tweet. Well, Tiki, you're the good judge here because you're not like Sean and Evan and Tiki every uh, tweet every five seconds. That's so right. where would you draw the line of tweeting often? Once a week. He tweets about once a week. So, okay, so and what is it? Responding right. to tweets? Does that count? No, uh, right? Not really. Just like, January 24th was his last tweet oh, where yeah. it was just a thought. No, I think you're right. So <laughs> there you go. He's accepted the kingdom. He's accepted the kingdom. Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Jalen Brunson <laughs> is the king of New York City, even though the fact that uh, I was looking at it before the game last night, Tyrese Halliburton has Jalen Brunson beaten every single stat. That's amazing. Wow. Sorry, that was unrelated, but mm. I was analyzing you that know, before the game. You know what? Now I think I'm even more angry about this kingdom <laughs> switch here. Because it just dawned on me. When you went back and replayed at the top of the last hour all of the kings and how hard it is to pass king to king, if the Knicks go down in round one or round two this year and the Yankees win the World Series behind a 50 home run year from Judge, mm-hmm. can a king get his crown back? Oh, so 100%. Quickly? Yeah. Oh, but, 100%. but it was so hard to change kings before. Well, listen. So now I, we're just going to keep passing. Well, I, well, I, think you, I think because there was really no competition. Like, yeah. who would it have been? Oh, there was a lot. Of, think about it. You named all those names. Mariano Rivera could have never been king. Well, I'll give you Michael a, Strahan was never king. Uh, he wasn't. I'll give you an example that maybe will help you understand this. In 1999, in the WWE, there was a different champion like every other week. They would hot potato the title. Nowadays, Roman Reigns has been champion for three and a half years. Sometimes it's hot potato, and sometimes you've got it on lockdown. Evan. So right now, maybe it will be hot potato between Jalen Brunson Evan. and Aaron Judge based on results. But there's got to be quality competition. I think that's been the biggest issue, and that's why Judge has been able to retain it for so long. What? It's true. But Who is that, the competition? But, but that's the point, then. If it's, if it's got to be quality competition, then... The quality has to beat out Judge, not somebody there for a couple months. And by the way, yeah, if you're but- using wrestling such a fake thing over <laughs> such a real thing, <laughs> it's pre predetermined. Then yeah. I'm sorry, right. you've but, lost. But can't you can't you like accept that what Jalen Brunson is doing for the Knicks is creating an excitement that Nick yeah. really New York hasn't felt in a really oh, long time. There's no doubt, no question about it. And- but we're talking about making a leap to King here. I know, but I even said this right. It, it, there is a unfair advantage for Jalen Brunson in the New York Knicks. Why? Because when you're in the garden, it is like no other place in the world. Let's it go next. loud, especially when they're good. Mm-hmm. It is packed to the gills. There is celebrity row or whatever, the courtside seats. It's unbelievable, right? People get up and they go into a little, well, that was actually in Barclays, but they have the same thing in, 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 in New York. It just feels like a place to be, right? So when it's loud and your guy is Awesome, you feel it. Yeah, it, you don't. I mean, you feel it differently in, in outdoor arenas, but it's just not the same. So for right now, Jalen Brunson is galvanizing. Uh, wait a second. It sounds like after literally two hours of talking about this, which is insane, that you have flipped. Yeah, that you understand Jalen's king because of the the the, the, the X thing. Because Jalen accepting yes. the award oh, is yes. convincing. He, he, does, he doesn't tweet. Tiki, I can't lose you. He doesn't tweet. <laughs> I can't lose you. All right, let me ask you this. I'm saying he deserves it. I, to me, it's still Aaron Judge. Right. There's no way that Aaron Judge, who won an MVP for 62 home runs a year ago, yeah. and it's and it's been he was the prince before he was the king because he was drafted here, mm-hmm. he was raised here, he was developed, and he excelled here. Whereas 
Jalen Brunson, as much as you might love him, he's been here for a year and a half. Yeah, but I don't like the way you minimize that. I'm I mean, not minimizing. Brunson, I'm just starting. The, I'm, t- I'm stating the reality. I know, Tig, but Jalen Brunson chose to come here, and in a lot of ways, that's even more something you could kind of relate to uh, than a guy man. you drafted and developed. Uh, I think it's a rare exception because, yeah, most of the time, homegrown, homegrown, homegrown. I totally get that. I think it's different in basketball. I felt it with Durant. I think you guys are feeling with Brunson that the guy wanted you. Mm. And then you watched him elevate himself from a good basketball player to a really good basketball player. We could debate where he is in the pecking order, but there's no doubt he's significantly better today than when you thought you signed him. All right. What? You believe that Jalen Brunson is king, not only for what he's doing, but because unlike those other guys I named that never got to be king, there's just not a strong enough leader of the crown. Am I kind of understanding where you're positioning this? Judge by a non-champion is not a strong enough crown holder that he Mm -hmm. could have it taken. Okay. Basically, if you painted that I, picture, I guess so. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I mean, part part of the problem right. is that Judge missed sixty plus okay. games last yeah. year. So, what's your point? Let's wipe the slate clean. Yes. Linsanity has happened the past month. Not comparable. How is it not comparable? Because it it's lasted. Not... It was too, it was too short. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Well, first of all... Well, well Brunson's this, no, no, this no, crazy... No, 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 no. I know we made the playoffs no, no, last I'm year. I'm sorry. Become You're this insulting this my intelligence and Nick fans. I'm going to defend you to compare Lynn Sanity to Jalen Brunson. Yeah. J- Lynn Sanity was like four weeks, and he didn't even play in the playoffs. But we're talking- This guy... No, no. Hold on. This guy had a really good year last year. They made the playoffs. They won a round and was clearly their best player in said second round. Now he's elevated the Knicks to the freaking two seed in the Eastern Conference. We could have debates about Aaron Judge all day. How dare you compare that to Linsanity? How dare you? I believe it. Apologize. Is a I will not apologize. It's not even on the same Listen to planet. me. Listen to me. The Knicks got elevated to the two seed as great as they played. Why? Victim of circumstances. The East ain't as strong. They're in a big LeBron. No, the East is very strong. Row, but that's my point. Linsanity took over for a month. The rise of Jalen Brunson, as much as he was great last year, as much ridiculous. The last month has been the best month of Knicks basketball we've seen for 30 years, which is why we're even having the conversation about him becoming king. So don't dismiss that Lynn did it for a month because this past month is why we're having nah, the conversation. Nah, stop it. Stop it. You're nuts. This isn't a month. This has been a yeah. build over the you're last nuts. year. You're You don't get to take it from Aaron Judge. He's the king, and that's it. All <laughs> hail the king. And you kiss his ass. JB's been cooking forever. The man has the American League record for home runs. He's allowed to be king. See, I knew this wasn't about Jeremy Lin. It came back to the Aaron Judge thing. I got a solution. Why don't Jalen Brunson and Aaron Judge play each other in pickleball? And the Aaron Judge can be the king. Who do you think would win that game, by the way? Uh, 
I think Brunson. Uh, I think so, too. A more nimble athlete. And he's king. Yeah. I mean, you could never Stop. air merit over a judge. So That's, well, he would have a different strategy. But if you air merit, yeah, I guess so. Let's go to Vinny in Staten Island. What's up, Vinny? Hey, Evan. Hey, Tiki. How you doing? We're good, dude. What's up? Uh, so, Evan, I've been listening to you for a long time, and you saying that you don't hate on the Knicks is a bunch of crap. How <laughs> am I hating them on them today? I'm giving you guys and, love and, and support. I, and I know what's going to bring that all out of you. I don't know when. I don't know if it's this year, in a few years. When you have to watch Brunson and DiVincenzo and Hart celebrating a playoff win and a possible championship with their Villanova teammate, Mikael Bridges, <laughs> on the Knicks, <laughs> that is going to bring all the hate right Vinny, back up to the top. Vinny, I, yes. two things can be true, all right? I do hate the New York Knicks. That's why I started the coalition of Nick haters. But when I right. talk about them, I think today, the last few days, I'm just honest. I'm not a fanboy. I mean, we're we're filled with fanboys here of the Knicks, which I respect. They're a very popular team, and I, I, I understand that. I just call it like it is, so I'm not going to paint everything with sunshine and rainbows. But... No, I don't think you do that. You, you, Thank you give it to the Knicks, underlying, you do it. I do what? What do I do? You're the little brother of the city. Vinny, 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 let me ask you a question real quick. Okay. Are the New York Knicks going to win the NBA title this year? This year, probably not. Okay. Do you think could, could they? Is the could they? Piece. Could they, Vinny? Bridges is the missing piece. You're not oh, kidding. God, you're... You guys got to stop with this. Like you're not getting Mikel Bridges, and I'll and I'll give you two reasons why. It'd be amazing, but I, no, I agree I, with you, dude. I totally get. It. I get why you want him. You know, CP the franchise who will join us next week for a day for an hour or so. He's a good dude, and a good Nick fan that I respect. Was tweeting out the other day. He's the missing Infinity Stone. And I went after him. I said, <laughs> I said to CP respectfully, keep my man's name out your bleeping mouth. Mm. And even today, when we were doing the crossover from the midday show, the first thing Brandon says to me is, hey, hey, you think the Nets would trade uh, Mikael Bridges to the Knicks? And I'm like, no. Mm. Or maybe Sal said that to me. I'm sorry, Brandon, if it was Sal. Right. <laughs> why do, why, why do you think me? so definitively no? Okay, so I'm going to give you two answers on this. Number one, the Nets are not trading Mikael Bridges. Okay, that's not, a, that's not a reason. That's just a statement. But I just want to point that out, <laughs> and I don't necessarily agree with that. Okay. That's a net discussion for maybe another day. I would be open to it. I would consider it. And I like Mikel Bridges, but I think when you're this far away from winning, you've got to consider all options, okay? Mm -hmm. So, number one, they're not trading him. Number two, they just turned down a trade from the Houston Rockets in which the Rockets offered the Nets all their picks back, okay? The Knicks can't even match that offer. Right. And that's a compliment, by the way, guys. Like, your picks are too good. You're a good team. The Knicks can't even put an offer together that would genuinely outbid a team like the Houston Rockets. So that's part number two. And they just turned down the Rockets. And they just turned down the Rockets. Right, got it. But you don't even have a deal like that you could make up that would make the Nets say yes, unless you're doing something you're not going to do, like trading Jalen Brunson, mm -hmm. which you're not doing, mm -hmm. not suggesting it. So you can't outbid the Rockets. And then the other thing, and it's the elephant in the room, they're not going to do it with you. They're not. It's like the Mets and the Yankees. It's sometimes like the Jets and the Giants, but not always. They're not going to trade their best player to the New York Knicks. They're not going to do it. Yeah, it hurts you in the in the in the fan category, but it also it just it hurts you in in the fact that you look like you're quitting and you would never do it with right. them. Right. So 
I get why you like him. He's a good ball player, and he's got the Nova connection, and Josh Hart blatantly tampers all the time with him, and he should be fined for that, but he does do you that. You can't find players for tampering. You can't? You cannot. Damn it! <laughs> I mean, don't we know this? Can you just don't, tell? Do you not remember the rant I went on yeah. last week about LeBron James going to, right. to Miami? If you can't tamp, if you can't find him for tampering, can you just tell him to stop doing it then? Because <laughs> it's making me feel uncomfortable. Like, can we do that at least? But... That's not going to happen. But look, I understand. I'm not a Nick fan. I'm just going to tell you like it is. And sometimes you're not going to like what I say, but other times you will. Like Let's today, go Knicks. Today I'm telling you something you'd like. Jalen mm-hmm. Brunson's the new king of the city. So there are days in which we're going to be on the same page, and then there are days in which I'm going to tell you uncomfortable truths. And I think that's okay. That's healthy. We've got Nick fans all over the place. Everybody's a Nick fan here except for like me and Keith. Because you're kind of a Knicks fan, too, Tiki. Don't lie. Yeah, but not not like Louie. Didn't say you're diehard, right. but you're a Knicks fan. Right. Are you not? You're a Knicks fan. Stop. I, I just kind of like basketball. I like watching it. You're a Knicks fan. But so not then you're a Knicks fan for the end. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not a Knicks fan. Okay, He's well, a Knicks fan for three quarters. Let right. me quote a wise man, okay? I'm going to hold his statue. Do you remember this man, the statue I'm holding up? Yes. I'm holding up a statue of George W. Bush. And while I acknowledge the context was uh-huh. far different. George W. Bush once said something. If you're not with us, stop. You're against that's us. That's not true. That's what President that's, Bush said. That is said. not how fandom works. So if you're not with that's us, not how fandom works. As a coalition, Look, you're as, against I us. I grew you're up in fan. Southwest Virginia. I did not play basketball. I did not watch basketball. The only I didn't watch or you know play a lot of baseball either. But when I came to New York, I kind of found reason to like the Yankees. Yeah. One, they were good, and two. You start meeting the players. I don't know any of the Nick players, and they weren't good for most of the time that I was here. (laughs) That is true. So, like, what was my incentive to become a Knicks fan? There wasn't one. Yes. So, I'm a Giant fan, and I'm a Yankee fan. Yeah, but I think you're a Knicks fan. I respect what you're saying, and I I appreciate it. I don't view you. I like the Knicks, but I don't don't dislike the Nets. I understand that. I'm not saying you do. When I go home and sleep at night, Mm -hmm. and I think of everybody I work with, and I think of, oh, yeah, this guy's a this fan, this guy's a that fan. When my head's on the pillow, Tiki's a Knicks fan. I'm a fan of people that I like. Okay. Put it that way. Oh, yeah, I understand that. Let's go to James in Newark. How are you, James? What's going on, gentlemen? Listen, I agree with you 100%, but I want to give you a really hot take, and you can call me crazy. Go ahead. You can. We've had Kings of New York, right? I mean, Messier, yeah. Namath, and even guys that haven't won Patrick. If Jalen Brunson puts one ring, one piece of hardware only, just one, in the garden, yeah, I think he immortalizes himself, and he's Derek Jeter adjacent. With Thousand percent, one ring. No, I don't. That by the way, James, it's not a hot take. Like the Knicks and the Jets, and I think the Mets to a little bit lesser of a degree, but they're close. They are in that territory where if someone brings them a championship, yeah, that man. And obviously, it's more than one guy. Obviously, it's a team sport. But you know what I mean? Like, a guy leads them to a title. That person becomes immortalized. Like, I would mm-hmm. say the same thing about Aaron Rodgers. Like, if Aaron Rodgers led the Jets to a Super Bowl, he's immortalized forever. Nothing else matters. And right. certainly with the Knicks, a team and a franchise that hasn't won since 1973, if they won and he was the lead guy and he was the finals MVP, I mean, what if it, what if it's, <laughs> statue. What, what if it's, what if it's the Peyton Manning Denver Broncos Super Bowl? What does that mean? Where he's so, carried to a title? So, yeah. So, we remember what went on that year. Peyton Manning, two years before, he was amazing. Mm-hmm. Right? League MVP, 50 t- 52 or five touchdown passes, whatever it was. But the next year, it was clear he was shot. Peyton. But they went on and they won the Super Bowl because their defense was awesome. Right. 
what if the Aaron Rodgers that wins the Super Bowl is that Aaron Rodgers? So it's so, not it's not him. Right, right, right. He's, not, he's not a liability, but he's not the reason that they're winning. He would Does be, he become lionized? Yes. Then? Yeah, he'd really? be lionized anyway. I think if you're a part of a championship team, specifically with the Jets and the Knicks, I'll even specify mm-hmm. them. Because, look, 86 is not as long ago as 73 yeah. and 68, 69. Yeah. I think if you're on that team, you're lionized. What if what if Quentin Williams is the in Super Bowl MVP? He'll be lionized too. Of course he will. But, but I'm the, talking, you know I'm, the way. But the, I'm, you know, try, I'm trying to get you off the Aaron Rodgers is going to be the, the king of New York. Tiki, you know no matter the, what happens and how they potentially win. But Tiki, you know the way the NFL is with quarterbacks. I understand. If you're that, the quarterback not, of a champion, but you also know when the quarterback is not the reason that you won a championship. But that person will still be lionized. I maybe. I know that bothers maybe. you, and I respect that that bothers you maybe. because. You could see Brees Hall rush for 300 yards in a right. Super Bowl and be like, dude, lionize him. He will be. Yeah, they, they all will be. Anybody yes, but, a part the, of but the running back doesn't have a chance to be the king of New York. Oh, I see what this is about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 this was about how come it was never me or even how come it was never Curtis. I think you're standing right. up for Curtis as well. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> More of your calls coming up, 877-337-6666. Plus, when we come back, there was a huge trade in Major League Baseball last night, and it's got huge ramifications for both local teams, specifically one that plays in the Bronx. We address it, and if they made a mistake last night. So last night, and Tiki was in the middle of it, I see a text message in the Mets text chat that the Baltimore Orioles went out and traded for Corbin Burns from the Milwaukee Brewers. And there are a lot of layers to this that need to be discussed and its impact. First of all, Corbin Burns is a free agent at the end of the season. He's a Scott Boris guy. And I don't think being traded to the Orioles changes the fact he's going to be a free agent. So for the Met fans out there, never made sense for them to trade for him. But he is certainly a target of interest during the upcoming offseason, which is a year from now. Right, this is Juan Soto to you. Yes, that's a year from now. They could be interested. Now, from a Yankee perspective, number one, the Baltimore Orioles, who won 101 games last year and had a rotation at the time was led by Kyle Gibson and Dean Kremer and Kyle Bradish and Grayson Rodriguez, like a couple of young guys in Bradish and Grayson, but they didn't have an ace. They just got an ace. (laughs) I keep that in mind. Yeah. The Orioles who kicked everyone's ass last year in winning the American League East, and they did flame out immediately in the playoffs, just went out and said, hey, on top of all the good young players we have, on top of having the number one prospect in baseball who didn't debut last year, is going to debut this year in Jackson Holiday, we're going to go out and add an ace. That's a big boy move. That's a baller move. And so before even getting into could the Yankees have done it, the Yankees have tried to close the gap in the American League East during this offseason. And acquiring Juan Soto and acquiring Alex Verdugo, they've gone a long way in doing that. I'd argue they've gotten better mm-hmm. than even Tampa Bay, who always seems to take a step back they did with the Glass Now trade. Even Toronto. Certainly the Red Sox. But I don't know if I could say that about the Baltimore Orioles, Deke. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to look at this and say, ah, it's just it's just Corbin Burns, right? Because they were so good unexpectedly a year ago. And so what? Like when you're unexpectedly good, you can either just rest on what you have and hope that they get better, or you could do what the Orioles just did, and I guess now that they know that they're going to be sold to a billionaire. That's the other problem, by the way. Money is not is less of a conversation stopper 
right? It used to be, nah, they can't spend the money. Right. They're a small market. They can't spend the money. They haven't won consistently enough. They can't spend the money. Now it's like, guess what? We're going to spend the money. Mm. And so it feels like they're resting on or are hoping that there's growth from those young guys from a year ago, and now they're putting a real leader. I had a Cy Young winner from whenever that was, three years ago, two years, two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. A Cy Young winner on a staff, just like what the Yankees tried to do with Garrett Cole, it just lifts everybody. Yeah. Because it's a guaranteed like example of success that you can count on. Well, I think it's the Orioles were going to have some regression, just based on everything finally breaking right a year ago. Right. And the best way to combat regression is just go get better. Mm-hmm. And trading for a guy like Corbin Burns does that. And you bring up the fact that the other day, and we haven't mentioned this on the air, but John Angelos sold the Orioles. And the Angeloses have been brutal owners. I live down there under Peter Angelos. Terrible owners. And they have run like a small market joke over the last two decades. Yeah. They have this beautiful stadium down there. They had a big market team that rivaled the Yankees. Some of the older Yankee fans certainly remember that. Not that much older. It was the 90s where the Orioles were like going at it with the Yankees. And since then, they've run, run like a small market team. Now, they sucked for a while, and they built up their farm system, and obviously it broke through last year. But you know what makes a team dangerous? What's that? When you got the money to keep all those guys. Yeah. And then you've got the money to go get other guys. So the difference today with a billionaire owner, who we have no idea how much he's going to spend, is that if this trade's made two weeks ago, we say, okay, they rented Corbin Burns. We'll Mm -hmm. see what happens. Now it's they may have rented Corbin Burns, or maybe they're going to keep him. (laughs) This has Astros on steroids potential. That's a a great comparison, and I respect that because the Astros built it that way. Yep. And even though they haven't even retained all their guys over the years, they have showed some level of commitment of spending, as mm-hmm. we've seen over the years. Right. So I think there's two layers. There's the, wow, the Orioles are dangerous, which is obvious. And then there's the counter, which is, why didn't we get them? Mm. And what I always like to do with these what kinds of trades. thinking about it? That's yeah. the question. Yeah, I think, I think you're definitely on the phone, sure. I think you have to be. You, they, they've been trying to add pitching to this rotation. They're in an all-in all in season. At least I think they should be in an all-in season. Did he have a no trade? No. So it was. It, this was up to the Brewers. It was completely up to the Brewers. And the Orioles traded. And this is the very important thing. Because this is a very important game to play. What did the Orioles give up? And what's our equivalent? Okay? So I want to play that game real quick. They gave up two players. They gave up D.L. Hall. And they gave up Joey Ortiz. Only one of them is a top 100 prospect. One of them. So Chase Hampton, who's one of the better Yankee prospects, is also ranked like in the 90s. It would be the equivalent of trading a Chase Hampton and then a prospect outside of the top 100. (laughs) And I think any Yankee fan would say, dude, WTF, I'm in. Like, it's not your farm system. They didn't give up their farm system. Like, the Orioles didn't give up. And they also have the ability to withstand trading prospects because they have a deep system. But again... They gave up a 97th-ranked prospect mm-hmm. and a guy outside of the top so, 100. So it sounds doable for the Yankees. thousand percent. It should have been doable for the Yankees. It could have been doable. It could have been doable. Hmm. Now, the, the negative to a deal like this is that you run into the same question we have about Juan Soto. Yeah. Well, I think, Is it a rental? Is he here long-term? Well, I think you, you lay out exactly why the Yankees probably were not in on this. And because because Char- Char- it's a rental? No, because their efforts this offseason – with another Scott Boris client are going to be Juan Soto. And so, yeah, you can rent for a year Corbin Burns, but you know that it's just for a year. And so, but I don't know why. I mean, honestly, that could have been okay, especially if you're making a run at it, right? Just let's go get one run at this, right? 
get as many good players, great players as we can right. this year. If we lose one of them, Soto and or Burns, it's okay. But at least we took a run at it. Now we got to figure out who we're going to keep. And it's going to be Soto, but or at least try to. Soto, but Burns probably felt unattainable in the long term. Well, but that's part of the problem. So when the Yankees traded for Juan Soto and they gave up a lot of pitching depth to do it, I think we all agreed totally worth the gamble. I uh, certainly said that. But you said yeah. it wasn't worth the gamble? No, I mean it is, but I still have doubts that they're going to be able to sign him. But I'm not even saying right, that though. But it's just if you're going to if you're going to get him, you got to keep him. Well, no, no. I, Yes, that's your goal, but I right. think you made that trade knowing you may keep him, you may not. You don't know what's going to happen in free agency, and you're trying to maximize, hey, I got Aaron Judge in his prime, I got Garrett Cole in his prime, I got to try to win right now. And they gave up a value in trade yeah. that poses risks of him being gone in a year, but I thought, and I thought you thought at the time, I, I think you thought it too, Sean, it's worth the risk. Obviously, you'd be upset if of he's course, gone. Of course it's worth the risk, but you still got to, I mean, I just think it's really hard to plan to win in a year. Well, well but they're not they're not and that's kind of the problem here. I thought and I said it at the time. This is an all-in season. They have to treat it as such. Right. And I've d- disagreed with that because I think an all-in season makes you feel like we're just a player away from then we and we can win. And the Yankees aren't. Well, but right? they, there's more to the, there's more to it than just all right, we got this other bat. It's going to be amazing for us. There's more to them not being competitive in the postseason than that. But when you have two elite-level players in Cole and Judge in the prime of their careers, and you brought in a guy who could be a rental, you don't know, that to me reeks of a team that should go all in. Yeah, like, what are you potentially year, waiting Evan, for? My point is it's one-year planning. One-year planning is not – it, does, it doesn't create sustained success. Bingo. That, that's the challenge. So what does that mean? You're okay with not trading for Corbin Burns? Look, you're if, okay with this yeah. offseason in which you've not really gone on in? I think, oh, I, they I, obviously didn't agree with me. I, I don't think this is an either-or thing. Would I have preferred they gone all-in on all of these guys mm. and they treated the Yankees like there are no budgets and no end? Yes. Yeah. But I am taking a step back and acknowledging there are, and I think not getting hater, not making this trade for Burns with the expectation of you would have to sign him after the offseason, has told us and should send us all the message. The Yankees are all-in to an extent, but they are really all in on building a sustained nucleus of Soto and Judge, not just for this year. And if they lose Soto, they're going to look like fools for not cashing right. in yeah. on Burns and everything. But I think in the back of their head, they know this is about more than one year, and we need to position ourselves financially that we need to make sure we keep Soto here. And in the meantime, do enough that we think that we should be able to win a World Series this year the, without going crazy. The, the problem I have with that is, I'm not framing this as being an all-in season because they traded for Juan Soto. Mm-hmm. I'm framing it as an all-in season because Garrett Cole is the best pitcher in baseball now, and I don't know how much longer that's going to last. He's a pitcher in Major League Baseball, which I hate to yep. say it, it's a walking time bomb. No doubt. So it's not simply I'm saying this because Soto's leaving in a year. I don't know if he's going to leave in a year. There's a risk he's going to leave in a year. We have no idea. I'm saying it, and I've been saying it, Tiki and Sean, because you've got two great players. No doubt. Who are questions four years from now. So live for this moment. And the Yankees have gotten good, and they should be a playoff team. And yes, there are a lot of things that break right. They could win a World Series. They could. But they're not a World Series favorite, and they haven't done enough to become that. And they just watched the team in their division, I'd argue with you right now, made a more impactful move 
in terms of their impact on 24 no, than no, the no. Yankees did. Yeah, you're probably right, especially because of all the youth around the, the Orioles right now. And it was and, the one thing they were missing was a big ace. Right. They, they, they just didn't have that one guy you could count on. You got to pitch him in you know, short rest in the post, go ahead, you got him. Now they have that guy. Yeah, and, and if the Yankees went all in for this year, and I'm going to attach Hader to this, too, because that was part of a conversation. And by the way, you agree went. that they have not gone all in on this season? No, I have not. And, okay. And I, I believe, mean, they, what did they do? Right? They well, get, they added Soto. They got Stroman. Like, yeah. But the point is, I think that the Yankees think getting those guys back healthy, another year with Volpe, like, they're going to see a lot of internal things. I think they're envisioning the next five years. Your point on Cole and Judge, number one, I hope this isn't it for Judge, and he has a couple years. He just signed to do a monster deal. What if Cole blew out his arm in April, that ticket time bomb hit, and then you really went all in, and then you don't have the money to sign Soto, then it's a complete waste that you traded no, for not, Soto. Not, no, it's not, because you just traded for Corbin Burns. You just traded for another race. Yeah, what are yeah. you talking about? Yeah, but the point, the, that point only backs up that they should have no, been more aggressive. I, now, I don't know what their offer was to Milwaukee, but what I love to do with these trades is, what's the Yankee equivalent? And I just told you what it was. Chase Hampton and a guy outside of the top 100. Mm. That's not... Some kind of crazy offer. And then Boris plays the manipulative game of, I'd rather have my pitcher taken care of because that's yeah. more important. Yankees, please pay him. I'm going to take Soto elsewhere. You can't think about that. You've got but Boris you have run, to, but you, you have to think about all of it. Right. You, you have, have to. to. Not really. You're trying to win now. You worry about free agency when you get to free agency. There's a lot of things that oh, can happen. Good, yeah, good but, GMs but I, and good teams plan beyond the right. Well, exactly. You plan for free agency. It's, it's hard to just get there and be like, all right, what's our situation? And then realize you have nothing, nowhere to go. Yeah, but wait, wait, hold on a second. You have a chance to trade for a legitimate ace. Because there really isn't one in free agency right now. No. We all kind of agree that Blake Snell, yeah, Jordan Montgomery probably doesn't even want to come here. I mean, you, he's unsigned still, Blake Snell. I know, both of them. Montgomery, a, too. Yeah, right. So you're saying you didn't want to trade for Blake Snell because, well, he's, re- I'm sorry, trade for Corbin Burns because he's represented by Scott Boris and you don't want to have two Boris guys as free agents? Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> but but Boris is, has a game to play with his Boris clients, is gonna, too. He, Boris is going to know where the money is, man. This is all part of this, man. It's right. all a chess piece match, and, and Cashman's been around long enough that I'm actually going to understand he knows what he's doing. I, I disagree right. with and I don't, you. And agree, I, by but... the way, I don't think it is a coincidence that Corden Burns gets traded right after D'Angelo sell the, the Orioles. Oh, yeah. It is not a coincidence. Because I think the Orioles are at least in play to keep him. Here's why I think you're wrong about this. So if I'm right that the Brewers would have accepted a... Uh, Chase Hampton, uh, there's a prospect, let's say Roderick Arias, who's a young shortstop. Let's mm-hmm. say that would have been good enough. Which I'm sure, by the way, most Yankee fans listening either may not know that prospect yeah, or just right. say, I'm good. Yeah, like, one of the 16 shortstops right. that they have. Right. <laughs> God bless you, seek help for being able to rattle off their whole list. I know, I'm serious. I'm just try- I'm doing my best to try to give you an equivalent trade because I want to be fair about it. I don't like to come here and say they should have gotten them without like a reason. Sure, okay? I got you. So those are the prospects. You get to go in an opening day. With two of the five best pitchers in baseball mm. and two of the five best bats in baseball. And you haven't depleted your farm system. So let's say they don't keep Corbin Burns. Let's just say, like I asked about Juan Soto, was it worth it? You just gave yourself a hell of a chance to win. And maybe you keep them, maybe you don't. Yankees would have to make big financial decisions during mm. the offseason. Who knows what happens? But you've just improved your chances at winning in a year in which you better win. Like, this isn't the Mets. The Mets are on, like, another level of whatever. The Yankees are trying to win. You're right, but you're making it sound so simplistic where you're dismissing me and Tiki's point. I think Scott Boris does come into this. Of course he does. Because Scott Boris knows. There's no doubt about it. Scott Boris knows. 
one way or another, Juan Soto is going to get an enormous cash cow. Corbin Burns, depending on how it goes, may or not, may or may not. Teams are fickle when it comes to, look at the starting pitchers still out there. And if he's got Corbin Burns and Soto, both with the Yankees, who to a point have endless pockets, who is Scott Boris, the agent, going to prioritize and try to move the chess pieces around and make sure the Yankees take care of? It's going to be Burns, and Cashman's not stupid. Who's the best team in the American League East right now? Probably the Orioles. Probably the Orioles. Mm. You want to go with that, yeah, too? I would agree. But I don't think the Yankees are light years behind oh, just because they got Burns. I, I get you. It's baseball. Crazy crap can happen. They were pretty f- good. Let's say, <laughs> say the Yankees got Burns and the Orioles didn't. What would you be saying today about the American League East? Like, you would say something very significantly different than what you just said, I correct? would say the Yankees are the best team, but I still don't think the Orioles or Blue Jays are far behind. Okay. But you'd be possessing the two best. Yeah, right. When you get an ace pitcher, it just it puts you on a different level. Sure. Two ace pitchers. It's true. I know. I know. Nobody's but... denying how much you would have helped the Yankees and how much it sucks to right. go with the Orioles. But I think the Yankees aren't as all in for one year as you think they are. And I think their whole end game is let's have a great year. Maybe it works out, maybe we win the World Series, but we need to make sure we have the power I understand with that. the Soto thing. I, That's think it. What, I think what's clearly happened, and look, there is still time left in this offseason, is that my point, which I stand by, my opinion of because of the greatness of Judge and Cole, it really is a part of their greatness and their age and mm-hmm. the uncertainty about baseball, especially pitchers staying healthy. This was the moment of let's go all in on this because we don't know if two years from now we have a healthy Garrett Cole. It was a part of why last summer I suggested trading Garrett Cole. Yeah. It wasn't to be a jerk. It was either take advantage of this or cash out. Yeah. Like, it, it's it a pure consistency to, be, to it. It was also to be a jerk. It wasn't, okay. it wasn't, though. Yeah. Like it's a, <laughs> you can laugh all you want. It's a true baseball point. You have a great player. Either go all in with it and try to win or cash out. Yeah, but the problem is, Evan, the Yankees thought that they were fine. They thought they were in position to do exactly what you're saying. They felt like they were good enough to win. And everything that could go wrong went wrong. I'm talking about right now, though. Right now, they have made a great effort. I'm talking about last season when you were talking about trading Garrett Cole. No, but I was saying that after the season had already been declared a failure. So I was looking towards this upcoming season. Mm. And I remember when I talked about it, what I said to you guys was this. If you're willing to spend, then don't trade him. Then I, I'm wrong. Take it back. If you're willing to go try to spend over your other mistakes, then damn right keep him. He's one of the great pitchers in baseball. But if you're not, cash out. And right now it feels like the Yankees have done like 70% of it. Like, they're good. They yeah. have a chance, but it didn't feel like they went all the way. Whether it was going after Hader, whether it was a trade for Corbin Burns. Now, granted, there's time. Mm-hmm. I admit that. There's two weeks. But... It's almost as if the Yankees have said, we're kind of in. We're not all in. Yeah. And I think that's a mistake because you need to maximize the greatness that's on your roster right now. You know what, though? Oftentimes when you go all in like that for one year, 2011 Eagles, it never works out. The Yankees aren't stupid to that either. You can't put that kind of pressure on one year. Let's go to Gabe in Wayne, New Jersey. What's up, Gabe? Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking the call. No problem. Um, you know, Sean, I, I agree with you to a point about the, the nucleus, the risk there, and, and to Evan's point. There's no guarantee that Soto's going to sign with the Yankees, number mm-hmm. one. Um, and, and number two, you know, this is a team that they thought they were good. Hope is a strategy is really the Yankees' uh, mentality. <laughs> and that didn't work out in 2022. Yeah. It definitely didn't work out last year. And they can't rely on that. So, to Evan's point about Cole and Judge, we are wasting the prime years of these guys. And they have to make a decision about whether they're all in or not for 2024. I think – they're kind of dipping their toe in the water. Bingo. Um, so if if they're not able to make the commitments that are necessary to go all in next year, they have to be content with 
well, next season might be a wash. We're going to be below the Baltimore Orioles. We might be below the Rays. Um, and they have to be content with that because I don't think on paper they have enough to, to overcome oh, the stop. gap in the American League East. Thank you, uh, Gabe. Appreciate I mean, it. I completely disagree with this, too. We are acting as if the Yankees put together some kind of, like, 500 team here. Yeah. You are talking about a team that is still going to be led at the top of the rotation by the best pitcher in baseball, mm-hmm. and if you're just playing the game that he's going to fizzle out, and a lineup that is going to have two of the best five players in baseball, plus plenty of other ancillary pieces. Do I think the Yankees are perfect? No. We're but the idea that now the Orioles signed guard traded for Corbin Burns, and the Yankees are like, well, oh, oh, Yankees, man, 85 wins. What are you talking yeah, about? You also have to assume that there could be, as you mentioned, Evan, uh, some regression with the Baltimore of Orioles. Course. If there way, is, Corbin Burns is just a ticking time bomb right. like Garrett Cole. Yeah, true. But if there is some regression from some of these young guys for whatever reasons, right. and the Yankees have not only two of the best players, you're talking about Judge and Soto, but say Rizzo gets back on track and LeMahieu does what he does. Volpe continues to grow. Dominguez comes up midway through Dominguez the summer exa- Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know about that. We'll see. We'll, see. we'll hope the Martian is healthy at some point, but I'm not sure. So, well, and again, we have no idea. Even Boone didn't really know when we talked to him. Seemed optimistic about June. Optimistic, but it wasn't like it's happening type of thing. So, I I think the Yankees are in better position than we want to give them some credit for. But could they have really gone all in? Sure. But do they need to? I I don't think they needed to. They, They didn't absolutely need to. So, the beauty of baseball, I'm saying this to some Met fans, and you'll understand why this makes sense bringing the Mets up is that I always look forward to baseball season because you could always tiki rationalize how, well, if this goes well, this goes well, this goes well, mm-hmm. we can win. Yeah. Baseball's like that. It's kind of special. You can't do that in the NBA nearly as much. No, You could do it a little bit in football, but even there, it's tougher. In baseball, I could sit here, and I will on Rico Bronia, and say, well, if Sean Manai is good, well, if Adrian Hauser's good, well, if Luis Severino's good, hey, I got to rationalize how the Mets can win 87 games. I can play that game, and maybe they will, maybe they won't. But the Mets need a lot of things to go right, more so than most teams, yeah. right? I bring that up because when you have Garrett Cole in your prime and you have Aaron Judge and you don't even know if he's going to be healthy, you keep your fingers crossed that he is, and you trade for Juan Soto, and he's a free agent at the end of the year, and you've got labor in a contract year, what you need to do is minimize the questions. If all my questions go bad, great. The Mets suck. They weren't going all in this yeah. season. They didn't waste assets for it. And correct? we knew it. And we and, knew it. Because, and I knew it. Because Stearns is trying to reset and figure out. I'd be disappointed. Yeah. But they're equipped to deal with, well, things didn't go right. The Yankees rotation after Garrett Cole features a lot of various questions. Mm-hmm. Marcus Stroman less so than most, but he didn't pitch well in the second half of last year. But then you've got Nestor Cortez. And you've got Carlos Radon. And you've got Clark Schmidt. And here's where I will disagree, because I think I'm saying a lot of things Yankee fans agree with, but here's the mm-hmm. one thing we're going to disagree with about. I hear a lot of Yankee fans say the bullpen will be fine. It always is fine. <laughs> I don't go with that kind of logic. Like, outside of Clay Holmes, is Jonathan Loazio going to be healthy? You just lost Wandy Peralta. Yeah. You don't have Michael King. Marinaccio's there. Right, okay. F. Ross is I, back. Can we name five Oriole relievers? I, I know. We're not talking about the sure. Orioles. We no, are. Nor, we're nor, are we, nor are we Orioles fans and detailed into but it. That's, but. but that's my point. Is right. You can dismiss that as a Yankee well, the question. Went out, the Orioles went out and had Craig Crimble, so okay. they tried to fortify right. their bullpen. Yeah. The point is we're crowning but, the Orioles. But, they could have just as many bullpen but questions. But, Sean, my point is, going into this season, when I play the game of these are the questions the Mets have, there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to play that game, not as much, but there's a lot of questions around the Yankees. And when you're in a season, 
Well, you just traded for Juan Soto. Yeah, but I think... think, You don't want to have a million questions. And they do. Spot the lie. A million? They don't have a million. They have a bunch. They got three in their rotation and five in their bullpen. Well, I I think... That's not questions. Assuming health, there's no questions. But, I mean... Everything that went wrong, I mean, I mean this. This was Murphy's Law of Yankees last year. We talked about the, with the Mets. It was Murphy's Law's Met last year. It was Murphy's Law Jets last year. It was Murphy's Law Yankees last year. If you don't get that, this team is actually pretty good. They could be very good. I agree. I mean, even if can it be. can be. Can be. And that's what we're talking about. And so when I think about the questions, I'm not worried about their starting rotation per se. I'm not worried. Assuming health. Assuming health. But you can't assume health. But you, you can because it's not going to be yeah. – it can't be as bad as it was last year. Of course it could. Anthony Rizzo got a concussion, and it was never diagnosed. And it showed up two months later. Actually, it showed up the entire time. Yeah, but but two months later, Rizzo, they realized Three it. guys in your rotation are coming off years okay, that but, were greatly affected but by But I'm injuries. talking about the, like the, the once-in-a-blue-moon uh, things that happen – Happened to the Yankees last year. It can't all happen again. No. And I'm just saying. Those are so, the famous last okay. words. And so, for you to, for anyone to suggest that you have to guard against that before uh, before it ever happens again, it just doesn't make sense. It's it's not smart. It's not prudent because you've built a good team. You just need people not to get hurt. You need Judge not to run into a wall at Dodger Stadium. You need Rizzo not to get concussed because he ran into someone's knee or whatever the heck happened. Right? You just. Nestor needs to be Nestor. Nestor Cortez. <laughs> You're just waiting. You're just waiting. Here's Thank you, run. Tiki. Rodon's got to be Rodon, right? All those things just got to happen, and the Yankees look really good. Now you're just you're assuming the worst. I I'm not assuming the worst. No, you are because that's why you're saying they need this insurance to go yep. all in and to spend this money to go get Corbin Burns or money and prospects. It's not really money. Prospects to go get Corbin Burns. Like you're assuming the like the downside is going to happen. Do you again. think the Yankees have done enough? Are you good if this is it? Because the offseason could be over for them. Okay, if the Yankees are healthy exactly as they're constructed, that wasn't my question, I actually though. feel good about them. That's so fine. But do you think the off, you're good with the offseason? I, I, I think they did all that they could okay. do. Right. I am too. I am too. Okay. And by the way, all those questions about the Yankee uh, rotation, Burns, Kyle Bradish had a very good year this year. The Orioles rotation, the last three, totally full of questions. Look, I think right. the Orioles are going to regress, but you got to remember the Yankees are trying to make up how many games in the standings on the Orioles. I know, but yeah. they won 101 but games. Think about how many injuries the Yankees had, like he just listed. I mean, I. And you're you're assuming other guys take the next step. I just think this has been way overblown how much panic mode the Yankees should be in. Juan Soto answered probably the biggest question the team had. Do they have another bat besides Judge you could trust inning in, inning out? What is so crazy is today is Groundhog Day. It's February 2nd that uh, that little rat did not see his shadow. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's not a little rat. What Pops is he tongue. again? The He's groundhog. a groundhog. Oh, the groundhog. <laughs> <laughs> you just said it was Groundhog Day. That's right. I forgot. That's what? an actual groundhog. Oh, so the little rat did not see a shadow, which means spring is here or something yeah. of that nature? No, it's just we get – now we don't have six more weeks of winter. Gotcha. Right. On this – whatever it means. On this Groundhog's right. Day, which is yeah. also like 13 <laughs> days before the start of spring training, mm-hmm. the off-seasons are like not even over. <laughs> <laughs> There's tons of free agents. As much as we've had this nice discussion about if they've done enough, what should they do? Hey, There's the a he- lot of moves they could make because there's a half the league still available. Where the hell is Cody Bellinger playing next year? <laughs> You want me to guess? Yes. Uh, Chicago. Mets? I think he's no, Mets. Mets. <laughs> don't 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 even do that. To oh, me. I, please! I beg of that to happen. <laughs> I know. I'm not a Cody guy, so he wants me to have to deal hey, with Cody. Uh, he's uh, he's available. Cody, let's Rhodes, go get him. Cody Rhodes will finish his story before Cody Bellinger gets a contract. <laughs>
Sean's got his Cinco de Fivo coming up, plus more of your calls at 877-337-6666. And we're all going to find out a very important question that maybe helps people listening. What the hell are you going to do Sunday at 1 o'clock without football? How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.